0: If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: I love what they call in positive discipline um, special time.
2: Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Hi, Carol Maletta. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I am so excited that you are here, and I know many of our listeners have been waiting for (laughs) this episode on stress and parenting. So, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um, I'm Carol Maletta. I'm a parenting strategist and consultant. I work in some cases, one-on-one with parents. I also um, teach workshops and classes, and I speak to corporate groups. Um, Very often, their parents want to know about parenting strategies, particularly along the lines of communication, getting their children to listen to them and all of that. Uh, (laughs) I am committed to giving parents tools and strategies so that they can consciously connect with their children, Uh, confidently give them skills for life and just really courageously tap into the joy of the parenting journey. Because while you did mention um, stress, there is joy in the journey once you get yourself set up.
2: Now, I know many people in the world are parents, but what made you get into this? How did you start Parenting 411, the Parenting (laughs) 411?
1: Well, it all started when I had twin baby boys and came home from my job in corporate marketing. And I just really, first of all, it was just way more challenging than I thought. I was definitely one of those people before, like, how hard is parenting really? (laughs) And then, of course, I got into it and found out there's a lot that goes into it. And you just can't bring Babies into the world and expect them to do exactly what you want them to do. They have their own needs um, and they also have their own interests, believe it or not, even as um, infants. And it's really our job to get to know who these children are, discover who they are, and really um, position them, create the experiences give them the tools so that they can be who they were um, destined to be when they were born. They were born with a purpose. And so I was home with them. I of course fell in love with them and just kept extending my, my leave, my maternity leave out, you know, even till I reached a year. And so then I ended up um, staying home saying that I'm not going to come back. Um, At about uh, 13 months, one son was diagnosed with some developmental delays And so once I got an understanding of the types of specialists and people that he would need to see, I just couldn't imagine turning that over to someone else while I was at work um, during the day. So I wanted to be there. And it turns out I learned so much from them. I learned so much about child development that I don't even know if I would have explored that had we not had this experience. And um, and then marrying that with parenting. Uh, I just, I learned a lot. And uh, one night in a dream, God told me that all of this that you're learning, both on your own, as well as through the speech and language therapist or the occupational therapist, those things that you're learning, you're going to teach other parents that. And so... You know that was really a shock for me uh, because I I definitely thought I would be going back to corporate marketing, uh, but I leaned into it. It took some time to really grasp uh, what um, God really had in mind for me, and it's pretty much what I'm doing today. But my sons are now 23. Uh, 23 years ago, I was like, no way! I don't have the skills. I don't have the knowledge. But I just continued working and building that knowledge and, and meeting the right people uh, and t- preparing myself to do what I do today.
2: That's amazing. And that really spoke to me because I'm a mom of a four year old who have a speech delay and we're still in speech and, and dealing with that. And me just trying to educate myself, even though I'm a healthcare professional, that it's very different. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to definitely give him the time with the speech therapist, but also implementing things at home. So I can definitely relate to that. And as you were speaking, I was thinking about parenting with intention. <sighs> parenting with intention. Um, and what I mean by that is when we have kids in our mind, we have, oh, it's going to go this way, or they're going to do that, or they're going to be this. Yeah. Where if you have those preconceived notions, you parent in that way, where you don't allow them to flourish and bloom into <clears throat> the human that they're meant to be. So I love that, and um, I have heard you speak before about parenting and you know uh, mothering black boys uh, specifically mm-hmm. in America, and we'll get there. But tell me about some of the stressors that come with parenting babies, toddlers, up to teenagers, because I talk to a lot of people and, you know, I, I talk a lot about stress, life stressors, and something that comes up a lot is parenting. Right. Mm -hmm. And I always, you know, what I always say is we don't have control over people, but I brought you on here because you're the expert that can really help guide our listeners and how to cultivate that relationship with their children. Mm-hmm. So it's not as stressful. So, so talk to
1: us about those different stages and what's required. Right. It It is stressful because for the first time, particularly if you're an accomplished professional, you're not in control. Like I literally was like, said one day to the boys, you know, it used to be that when I asked people to do stuff, they did it. <laughs> because I had led all kinds of um, teams uh, at work and, you know, cross-functional teams, people who didn't even officially work for me, but they had come together uh, to be a part of my team and they, they followed instructions and all of that. But these two guys were like, whatever, you are not all of that to us. Really. I mean, you, you have, we, we understand that you have our food and you have, (laughs) and you'll change us when we get uncomfortable, uh, when we uh, need to change our, um, change our diapers and everything. But, you know, you're not all that to us, right? (laughs) We're not that impressed. And so that was, you know, that was, that was definitely stressful, but then it's just all that you have to do for them because they need things. They really come here uh, pretty needy, right? And so, you know, you just feel like, you know, the moment you sit down in the chair to do something, then something else else needs to be done, or they're, they're crying or whining a little bit because they're telling you that they need something. And so um, what I found was, first of all, to just let go of what it was and lean into what it is. And so I had to definitely do that. And stop worrying about, oh, I've got to go wash the bottles out or I've got to go do this and whatever. Your child is right here, right now. Sit down, play with them, teach them something, you know, get to know your child. So in order to have those moments, you've got to start with um, the connection. That's the first part. Resolve that you're just going to connect with your children. I mean, this is a season of parenting where you've really got to be hands on and really involved. And then, um, the next thing you've really got to do is create a system. And so that was something else that I did. And, and, and babies and children, they do like knowing what's, what's going to happen and, and what's, what's, what's expected of them. So create a routine. And uh, so that was something else that I really, um, that really benefited me a lot and reduced a lot of stress. Like I already know what tomorrow's supposed to look like. Now that doesn't mean that things will come up opportunities to do something fun or whatever, but at least if you have a framework, you know, the trade-off you're making. So you don't have to, to feel as stressed um, about it. And so, and then with uh, another thing too, as with any new job, which parenting is a job, uh, we love it, but it's a job. um, You know, you've got to compile your assets. Like what did, what do you already have? What do you already know from your life before they got here that could help you here? And so Strategic planning, getting organized, all of those things were, those were skills that I had professionally. And I just brought that in. To my parenting. And then, as I said, once uh, we started working with the speech and language therapists and the occupational therapist, my marketing and presentation kind of came in handy because I started creating like based on what my son was working on in those sessions, I started creating visual aids and tools and around the house, so that I can reinforce what he was doing, and then hey, his brother could come along for the ride too. He could learn, he could learn things as well. But to make it um, interesting and visually appealing for them, I was able to bring that um, that part of it in. And then I think another element that really stresses parents out is that they feel like they like their development and their goals and and all of that kind of comes to a standstill for because of their children. And the truth is it should change because your children do need to be the priority in that season, but it doesn't have to just stop. You can still find ways to do some of the things or do part of the things that you used to do maybe you used to have a book club and maybe you can't get out and do that now because you have a small child um at least in the early months but you can still read read on your own or you know have you know have a phone conversation with one person maybe it's not going to be the whole group and and then if there if there's something that you've want, always wanted to learn or explore you can still learn about it plant those seeds because every day your child is one step away from leaving you. And, and parents don't want to hear that. But the, every day they are growing and evolving and they are closer to being independent. Um, and they will not need they will not always need you in the same way. So be pre- be prepared for that. And so you just continue to learn. And then um, when your season comes, conquer that moment. But, you know, a lot of times when you're right there in the midst of um, the toughest time, I would say, I would say the time, um, the part of parenting that is most time consuming and even physically consuming, you know, you're doing a lot. I, I When I was teaching um, parenting classes, I would always tell them, listen, I was 30 pounds lighter <laughs> when my kids were small and I wasn't exaggerating. I, you know, that That was a good thing, (laughs) you know, chasing after them and and running after them and all of that. But it won't always be that way. And so I think, but it stresses parents out because they just can't see that far ahead. So.
2: And talk to us a little bit about when children are adults, they become adults and they have their own mind, their own money. Mm -hmm. They may be living in your house, but- that relationship in my mind, so I I don't have an adult child, but Mm. I would imagine that relationship changes because that becomes an adult, even though you're still the mother or the father of that parent. How do you navigate that as a mom or dad?
1: Well, one thing I would like to do though, is to, um, to get parents to think about, the different stages that, uh, and the roles that they play as a parent. So, uh, in, in the early, in those early years, you are the manager, like you are really making things happen, moving resources around, moving people around, telling people where they got to go, all of that. Um, uh, but then, you know, <clears throat> over time, as you're all along, you should be teaching your children to, to perform tasks and giving them life skills so that they learn how to become, take care of themselves. You know, self-care is a good place to start. I'm helping them learn how to take care of their own things, those kinds of things. So you're going to be doing that all along, but let's say, Oh, about middle school, you're kind of becoming more of uh, a coach. So you're still teaching but you're still also giving them opportunities to develop problem solving skills and all of that and, and and test out some things. As a matter of fact, sometimes you're on the sideline and you might be like 90% sure that is not even going to work, but the stakes are low. Let them try it. Uh, the worst that can happen is it doesn't work and you have to course correct, but guess what? It might work. Because there's more than one way to get things done, and so a lot of times parents can learn about their children's creativity that way by acting as the coach. But then, as you know, high school and and even more so, um, you know, young adulthood and 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 beyond, then you're really a consultant. Um, And I would really say probably the young adult, when they leave for college or they leave for work, whichever, you know, whatever they might be doing, that's when the consultant part really kicks in because it's like, okay, I can't really make you do what I think is best in this situation. I'm just trying to let you know, you might want to think about this. Or, hey, when I was your age, um, this happened and this happened to me take it for what it's worth, that kind of thing. So you just have to, you just kind of have to recognize that. And, but you'd be pleasantly surprised if you've kind of been doing this, you've been building up to this all along, uh, you'll be surprised how often they want to come back and, and ask you questions. Or, or sometimes they may say, you know, I remember you talking about something. Could you give me a little more information about that?
2: Yeah, letting go. Basically, like you gotta go <laughs> yes. and trust that, you know, you, you can definitely be a consultant or a person to guide them. I think many times like I think you said it's been control. Like we, we want to still be that that manager and they're 20, 30 years old and it, it just doesn't quite work the same.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: I I literally just did something like that last night. Mm. <laughs> I really did and sh- and should have left it alone. Uh but he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right.
2: <laughs> now, what do you tell parents uh, who have feel I mean, maybe they feel like a little distant or they don't have that relationship, whatever that relationship is with their child? So, how can we um reconcile so to speak? right? Because if I want to control, you're not listening, then it's like, we're at odds. How can you come back and, and try to cultivate a new relationship with your adult child?
1: Oh, with your adult child. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was getting ready to say sometimes that is the case with um, younger children too. And I do have an idea for that. But since you said adult, I'll start here.
2: Both. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay, well let me start with the younger one first because I think this will help parents that have children that are still at home that if they are not doing some of these things they could start now and then we'll talk about the adults. So for um for for children in terms of really cultivating connection beyond I'm the parent and I'm telling you do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. Um, I love what they call in positive discipline, um, special time. And so basically what that is, is it's an appointed time regularly scheduled that you're going to spend with your child and you are totally focused on them. There's no checking your phones for text, not answering the phone. Other family members need to be, you know, otherwise occupied doing their own thing because this is your time one to one one parent, one child. And so with little ones, I mean, I started it very young when my children were still, um, you know, preschoolers. Um, And so it's, you know, with young children, the time is shorter because they just can't handle, as much as they, as much as we think they want all of our attention. you know, spending an hour with them completely focused on them would be too much even for them They'd be like okay I, I i'm good, I'm good." so um, you know, for them it, it's really like fifteen minutes or something, and then and for them, you could do it every day, right and and you know and and have it as a, at a certain time of day and Stop everything and do you know, and call it special time, call it something, and get on the floor or read a book, do something, spend that time with them, whatever game they want to play, even if they like to play the same game every day, you play it every day and let them make the rules and ask them questions about it, like. You know, if you're playing with trains or you're playing with cars, oh, where, you know, where's the mommy going? What are we doing? What are they doing today? And, you know, whatever, to get them to talk about what they're doing and really feel that they're in control. And so, of course, you can continue this as you have school age children, but, you know, maybe their schedule, depending on extracurricular activities, homework or whatever, they might not be able to do it every day, but uh, you can, um, it can be. Once a week, or or it could be you could make you could maybe combine it with their bedtime. Like maybe you have a bedtime routine where you all sit together and talk about things. Um, And then, like for teens, of course, with their busy schedule, it really might have to be once a week. But it's a time that you all get together. You know you're going to get together, even if there's been bad behavior, even if there's been conflict. Don't take it away from them. You still have the time. And it should be something interactive, like watching TV wouldn't be the best thing because you're both looking at the screen. You're not talking about anything. You want it to be uh, very interactive and it doesn't have to cost anything. It can be happening right in your home. It can be a puzzle that, you know, you're spending, you spend your special time on it, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and then and then you, um, you know, time runs out and then you you have something to look forward to the next day. Like you're building something, you're collaborating on something and you really keep it to the time limit. You know, let's say, listen, wow, our time's up. I was having a good time, too. Can't wait till tomorrow or can't wait till next time, whatever. But that can really be a great time for them to get to know you as a person and not just mom, but learn m- about your interests. They might learn about when you were l- younger or what you, what you, what you do at work all day. I mean, just through having conversation. And so that is something that just should continue um, on through, you know, high school, you know, when they leave the house. And so let's say, as you um, said, that you haven't been doing that with your children. I mean, let them know, Hey, I, I realize I have really missed some opportunities to spend time with you and you're very important to me. And let's try this. This is something I learned about. Let's try this out, and so that can be with your your younger children in case they're wondering, "Hey, what's going on?" Because they get suspicious sometimes <laughs> when something seems too good to be true. So explain what's happening, and then and at whatever stage you're in, whether you're just going to start this at the teenage years, same thing. Now, for your adult children, uh, you know, get together, go go to the coffee shop, restaurant, whatever. And just sit down and have a talk and say, listen, I realized that, you know, when you were growing up, I maybe I was really hard on you about school or I really just didn't make a lot of time for us to, to just hang out and spend together. And I just really, I, I've missed that. I really want to, to know you. I really want to stay connected with you. It's not about um, knowing your business or whatever, but I just would really like for us, I hope that you are willing. That let's once a week let's get together. Now, if your your child is not no longer in the house, then maybe you could plan FaceTimes. You could plan um, Zoom, whatever. Um, if you live in the same town, you could plan on maybe Sunday afternoons. Just create a routine that you have on you know Sunday afternoon or what have you that you all go to lunch after church or you or whatever. And just really um, get to know each other, and it's not going to be a time where you're you're probing, asking all kinds of questions like what's going on at work, you know? Are you are you dating? Are you doing this? Have you been, you know, washing your clothes? You know, have you changed your sheets? You know, every week. What? You know, it's not that. <laughs> it's just really having conversation, share what's going on in your life, and you know, ask them what's new. I mean, you don't have to probe, just what's new, what's happening. And as they tell you things, you know, you just say, wow, I wonder, well, I wonder why that is. I wonder why, you know, if they're talking about a person or friends, you know, you're not offering any, you know, not passing any judgment. You're just saying, Oh, I wonder why that happened. I wonder why they did that. What do you think? And things like that. You are amazing.
2: And as <laughs> I'm see you talk, you know, how they say kids don't come home with a, um, a handbook. I feel like we need you to come home with us. <laughs> <to> <laughs> help us navigate parenting because it's hard and you don't know you forget. So I think, you know, I don't think but what you're doing is amazing. And I can see how moms because I'm a mom can really benefit from having someone like you. Um, in their life.
1: <laughs> well, thank <laughs> so, you.
2: <laughs> that. So, before we wrap up, uh, do you have anything going on? How can we get in contact with you? Do you have any events or anything coming up?
1: Yes. Well, I have a couple of things. First of all, back in February, I hosted the Parent and Purpose Summit. Like you talked in the beginning about parenting with intention, and I have been big on that from day one. And so, um, I hosted the Parent and Purpose Summit. It was a three-day event virtual with 15 speakers and they, they covered topics along the tracks of mental health, parenting strategies, and self-care for parents. And so a lot of people enjoyed that event and some people missed it. So I'm offering it as a replay and I'm offering um, all access passes. So what that does is that gives them lifetime access to The interviews. Um, They also, of course, can access the free gifts that the speakers offered, um, as well as some bonus interviews. Some of the speakers gave me some bonus content to share with them. And then the Parenting 411 offers bonuses as well. I have um, a seminar called um, "Do You Hear Me?" Staying Connected in the Chaos, which is about parent-child communication, and it comes with a companion workbook. They also get um, they also get a chapter from my mini motherhood memoir, uh, Mother's Work: Pearls of Wisdom and Gems for My Journey. The chapter covers purpose. <laughs> no surprise there. And they also get an e copy of my best-selling book about parenting in the pandemic. So all you have to do is visit bit.ly familyfirst2023, and you can grab that all-access pass. And then by doing that, you'll also be part of our community, and you will hear about future Parent and Purpose Summits. We have a back-to-school edition that's coming up in August, but uh, it'll be a great time this summer for you to review the Family First edition because it really focuses a lot on relationships and self-care and all of that. So it's bit.ly slash Family First 2023.
2: That sounds amazing. That sounds like an amazing bundle to have. How can people get in contact with you if they want to connect with you, have a consult,
1: or just talk to you a little more about working with you personally? Oh, well, I definitely uh, join my VIP community. And that is at carolmaletta.com slash VIP2. And not only will you be able to be part of my community and I'll be able to communicate with you. Um, I, you also will get a free gift about um, managing electronics and social media with your kids. So exactly. that's carolmaletta.com slash VIP2. And other than that, Follow me at The Parenting 411 on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I also host The Parenting 411 podcast. So you can listen to that on most of your favorite um, platforms, but you can also watch the interviews on my YouTube channel, which is The Parenting 411.
2: Love it, love it, love it. This has been an amazing, amazing conversation. But before I let you go, can I do a rapid fire? (laughs) Sure. All right, awesome. Let's get started. Tell me the first thing that comes to your mind to answer the question or finish the statement. Wellness means
1: taking care of yourself.
2: I know I'm stressed when
1: Ooh, ah, I start sweating.
2: My go to stress management solution is prayer. One thing I learned about myself during the pandemic is wow, I am comfortable. By myself. What is something people get wrong
1: about you? That uh, because I'm quiet or a little more reserved that I'm, I'm passing judgment on them because I'm not speaking as much. (laughs) (laughs) Very
2: interesting. (laughs) And lastly, if you can give a parent, whether they're a new parent or a legacy parent, <laughs> what would it be? What, what's one piece of advice you would give them?
1: Always before correction comes connection. Find out who your child is and then teach them to be who they were destined to be.
2: Oh, I love that. And that is a great way to end. Carol, thank you so much for your time in this discussion. Really appreciate it. And I know it's going to impact our listeners. Thank you.
1: I had a wonderful time.
2: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Before you go, I would love to share a free stress management resource with you. Go to StressBlueprint.com and download your free copy of the three questions to ask when you are stressed. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best.
0: If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.